Welcome to TSO Consulting Group's DEI podcast series, Why Is It So Hard? Shining Through the Shadow of Resistance. I'm Dr. Tanya Breland. And I am Erica Lee. Welcome back. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Erica Leek. And I'm Dr. Tanya Breland. Thank you for joining us again for another episode of our podcast. This is Why Is It So Hard? Shining Through the Shadows of Resistance. And in this podcast series, we discuss issues that present, prevent us from being socially just and free. And the goal here is to disrupt the status quo. So all of the things that we talk about are really an attempt to really challenge ourselves to disrupt the status quo in a, in a number of areas that we, that we discuss. Um, and it's the status quo of racial inequality and inequity. Mm-hmm. So each episode, we challenge ourselves to be the change we want to see. Mm-hmm. So what's our topic for today? Is privilege an honor? Oh, is privilege not an honor? Yes. Yes. How about that? Where does that come from? So we always hear about like, you know, somebody says, you know, like it's a privilege and an honor. Yes. Right? So right. we always use that phrase. So today we want to wonder like, okay, so is, and privilege and honor are seen as synonymous. Right. But in this case, is privilege synonymous with honor? Is it? Is it? That's a good question. I think so. What do you think? <laughs> <laughs> so what do you, talk a little bit about what do we mean by privilege? You know, um, we've talked about privilege before. Mm-hmm. So we, we would love for you to go back and check that one out as well. Um, but today we're going to go in a, in a direction um, that's slightly different. Mm-hmm. Um, privilege is big. Um, when we think about privilege, we're often talking about those earn, unearned, you know, rights that um, people may have mm-hmm. uh, or entitlements that they may have, yeah. um, typically not something that they've earned, except mm-hmm. usually in the case of education where mm-hmm. that, that can be earned. Um, and uh, we hold priv- cert- there, you know, certain things in our society that we hold as, mm-hmm. as um, being privileged. Um, when we look at, you know, certain groups of people who have certain characteristics, you know, our society says these people, you know, are, are privileged. Mm-hmm. And when we hold certain privileges, mind you, we all have certain privileges. Mm-hmm. When we hold certain privileges, it's easy for us to be oblivious to the, yeah. to the things that, um, or to the, those areas where people don't have yeah. privilege. Because we just kind of go along, you know, like, and just almost make assumptions mm-hmm. about groups of people. Um, and, and that's kind of like the long version of, of privilege. I don't yeah. know if you have like a, a quicker, shorter, no, I think more bridge version. I do not. Yeah. I think that was very succinctly and um, I, I would say accurately um, um, put. You, you talked about the physical traits of privilege. And so, you know, there's a reason why. I think it's like almost, you know, most of the um, our U.S. presidents have been over six feet. Mm-hmm. Like there's a reason, right? So there's a privilege in height, yeah, in a certain and, and height. We've talked about that, yeah, before. and we have talked about that mm-hmm. um, in a previous um, um, episode. So, you know, so so that means that the privilege, and it's not that these tall people didn't work, 
Right. Right. It's we're not saying that they didn't work for what they, you know, achieved. We're not saying that. But there is a reason, like in terms of the height, you get the benefit of the doubt in mm -hmm. some areas, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So there's just certain things that you don't necessarily have to prove to um, to people or to a group. Like you don't have to prove, you get the benefit of the doubt mm -hmm. for having these leadership qualities mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. of your height, mm -hmm. right? That's that's privilege. It is. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I am one of those people that tend to benefit from mm -hmm. the height privilege mm -hmm. um, because I'm nearly five foot seven. Mm -hmm. And for a woman that's on the taller side, and if I put on heels, I can be 5'10", 5'11", depending on the heels that I wear. I'm not bragging, <laughs> but I do know that I don't have to think about That's right. my height. Right, and I do. Like, except when the pants aren't long enough, mm -hmm. you know, and, mm. I, and, th and then I'm annoyed, you know, like, <laughs> okay. how dare they not have pants oh, that my fit goodness. my size, you know. On I mean, the other hand, right. I am um, under 5'4", I'm 5'4". And so I have to really think about when I want to buy a pair of slacks, mm -hmm. right? So I usually have to get them. I mean, I can buy them so that they fit, but I have to usually usually have to get them tailored, right? Um, for the right, you know, make sure that they're right length. Um, when I go to the grocery store, I talk about this a lot in trainings. Yeah. But when I go to the grocery store, I have to think twice because I may not be able to reach something, you know. So I talk a lot about like the wine. So mm -hmm. I can't get the top shelf stuff because I can't reach the top shelf. I know. <laughs> so, so it's, you know, Sutter Home wine for me, you know, <laughs> which I like Sutter Home. I love Sutter Home. I really do. And I get it because that's what I could reach, right, you know. Right. But, um, but, the, but in terms of the height, like I have to think about it. Right. Like that's something that I have to really take into consideration. Like when I go somewhere, am I going to be able to reach it? And I have to make myself think about it mm. because I know that it's something that I can easily take for granted Yeah. Um, because typically it's not a challenge for mm -hmm. me. You know what's something I always have a challenge with? I don't know why, but in my local supermarket, Goya rice, mm -hmm. the, the family pack of the yellow rice, first of all, it's always on the top shelf mm -hmm. and it's never like towards the front. So if it's towards the front, so I, can tip it over. On the thing. I can tip it into my, oh, yeah, so I have yeah. to stand and that's dangerous. Yes, it you is. know, and it's out. It's always in the back. I just want to say that you know, if you stop Goya rice, you know, try right. to put it in the front for people like us and a, a lower shelf and a, on a lower shelf on a lower on shelf, a lower shelf yeah. that would be great because it's a really popular item. It is. So why would it, it be is. up at the top in the back? I don't know. But anyway, I don't know. You know, but we we talk a lot about you know. I mean, our our whole podcast um, is is centered around you know racial inequality mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. and racial inequities and systems. Yes. And so, you know, obviously we're going to talk about racial yeah. um, inequality as it relates to privilege mm -hmm. because that is a part of yeah, the topic it is. here yeah. and a part of our theme yeah. um, with all of our podcasts. And, you know, we're not just, you know, shooting from the hips here. There are, you know, there are documented, well-documented, yeah. um, you know, um, uh, information, if you will. Mm -hmm. There is well-documented information mm -hmm. um, in, in books and articles and what have you that really speak to privilege yeah. and white privilege, mm -hmm. which we know is like a buzzword, a triggering word mm -hmm. that can anger people and that can immediately shut people down. Mm -hmm. But don't shut down. We don't want you to shut down. We want you to engage in a conversation with us mm -hmm. about this because there's some information that maybe 
you may have taken for granted. Much like I take for granted my height and um, the privilege of my height, you may have taken some things for granted mm -hmm. being white versus what we may experience yeah. being black. That's right. And so I pulled this from um, a book by Robin DiAngelo mm -hmm. called White Fragility. Mm -hmm. um, now it's a book that um, I, I, I don't usually recommend it as like the first book that someone reads when they're addressing racial inequality mm -hmm. and racial issues. However, I do think it should be on the list of books yeah. that people should read um, because it really is um, enlightening in many ways. And so she talks about the racial breakdown of people who control institutions. Now this data is as of 2016, 17. Mm -hmm. So it's really interesting. The 10 richest Americans, 100% white, 100%. Wow. Mm. wow. Um, seven of whom are among the 10 richest in the world. Hmm. So this is in 2016, mm -hmm. 17. We realize it's 2023. But it's not that long ago. Right. And th this has not changed drastically, mm -hmm. if at all. If at all, right. U.S. Congress, 90% white. Now, I do think there may be a few changes there, possibly. I think, so. I think there may be a little bit more, but probably mm -hmm. not um, drastically. Right. But we encourage you to look that up. You know, mm -hmm. we're, not, we're not stating that there could not have right. been some progress. U.S. Governors. 96% white. Yep. Again, this was in 2016, but I don't think it's changed that much. No. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Top military advisors. 100% white. I recently 100%. heard on the news that they were honoring, that they were getting ready to honor the first black four-star general in, I, I don't know if it was the Army, I, I believe it was the Army. Mm. Um, the first in our history in this country. Wow. Okay. So this one we know is not um, right. uh, completely mm -hmm. accurate, president and vice president, because we've had President Barack Obama mm -hmm. and Vice President Kamala Harris. So what does that mean? 99%? Probably. I guess, right? Yep. Okay. Yep. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, the U.S. House Freedom Caucus. 99% white. Mm-hmm. Um, the current U.S. presidential cabinet, so these are decision makers mm -hmm. we're talking about, as of 2016, mm -hmm. 17, 91% white. And I do think that's a little lower now, but I'm not totally, sh I'm not totally sure. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, people who decide which TV shows that we see, 93% white. Mm -hmm. People who decide which books we should read. So these are the people who are over the publishing mm -hmm. companies. 90% white. People who decide which news is covered. 85% white. And whoever that is, they love the royal family. They do. Absolutely. Like, a lot. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. People who decide which music is produced. So we're talking about major record labels, what have you. 95% white. Mm -hmm. People who directed the top 100 the 100 top grossing films of all time worldwide. 95% white. Teachers. 82% white. That still holds. Yes. Full-time college professors. 84% white. Owners of men's professional football teams. 97% white. Wow. 
What does that tell you? That we have a long way to go and that privilege is real, right? That privilege is, is, is real. So the idea that, you know, marginalization or racism or, you know, that we've all worked it out. This is the post-racial era or whatever. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I'm sorry. It's just, it's just not true. It's, it's not. It's, just it's not, not true. It's not funny, but I'm laughing because it's like, ha, yeah. you know, as you're mm -hmm. talking mm -hmm. about post-racial era, it it's is just, not. It's not true. No. Yeah. And, you know, as I'm, as I look at these numbers and I think about it, I think about, I can't help but think about the lens. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, the lens that people have. So when it, when it comes to, you know, the decisions that are made in countries, in our country, the decisions that are made, made in government, mm -hmm. the decisions that are made in um, entertainment, in entertainment mm -hmm. the decisions that are made in the news, in education, in education, you know, from K through mm -hmm. college mm -hmm. and beyond. Yeah. So we know having terminal degrees, I believe it's mm -hmm. less than 2% less than two of yes. people mm -hmm. have terminal degrees. Those right. are like, you know, people with um, doctorates. Mm -hmm. um, I have one, Erica mm -hmm. will have one mm -hmm. shortly. Um, and we know that we are privileged in the education department. And that is one of the privileged areas where yes. we earn that privilege. Right. Um, but we know that the narrative mm -hmm. in most you know, organizations or the lens in most organizations are very white centric. Very much so. Very and much so. even if you say, well, we have some diversity, we can tell you that the, the just based up upon these figures here, mm -hmm. that the diversity that is held is likely not enough. There are likely not enough voices of color right. on any of these organizations and leading these organizations. Mm -hmm. And these are for like major organizations, not minor organizations. That's We're right. talking about major organizations where we see this happening. Yeah, yeah. I mean, these are like major domains in our, mm -hmm. in terms of our life, in terms of our lives, right? right. So, right. and they really do um, govern, they determine um, what our lifestyle will be, right? right? And right. so, you know, the fact that, you know, you have such a lack of diversity, I mean, it starts to make sense when you think about, you know, how certain um, groups are not considered mm -hmm. in a domain like the arts, like mm -hmm. entertainment, mm -hmm. you know. So, um, you know, if you want to watch, you know, I'll just speak for myself. There are times when I may want to watch something like a show or um, something, in, something on TV that represents a different group. Mm -hmm. I have to search for it. Mm -hmm. I gotta really look for it. Like mm -hmm. it's not just, you know, it doesn't just pop up. You know, um, Netflix now has like all algorithms and sometimes it'll pop up, but you know, you really gotta look for those things mm -hmm. if you wanna, you know, find something that represents a different culture outside of like, you know, white, you know, um, middle-class values. Like you, you gotta find, or white middle-class um, people, right. you gotta find it. Right. You really gotta search right. for it. But that's because who determines what's on television, you know, are, you know, mostly, mostly white. Right. When we think about education and we think about like, you know, there's a real challenge diversifying the curriculum so that there's accurate representation. Right. There's a challenge there. Mm -hmm. 
but because you know, those who are in charge of the right. curriculum of developing the curriculum that's right tend to be white that's right and it's not enough to say well we have a black vice president right it's not mm -hmm. enough right mm -hmm. so then in the system who are the voices in the system that get to determine the extent to which you know something is you know played or presented or taught or whatever and it's predominantly white right and so when we talk about privilege you know, this is, it's not just sort of one person getting ahead. This is a system. Mm -hmm. This is an entire system. Mm -hmm. And so that privilege kind of makes it so that you don't even, like you said, I don't even think about it, right? Like in terms of the height, like I don't even think about it when I go to the store, when I go to, you know, purchase slacks or whatever. I don't even think about it. But those who are, when we think about, you know, white privilege, you know, as a white person in this country, you don't have to think about it. Right. Right. You may think about it. You can. You're right. probably the mm -hmm. ones watching this podcast. Yes. You're probably mm -hmm. the ones thinking about it. Right. Um, right. But we know that it may not be the majority That's right. of people thinking That's about right. it because they don't really have to. I don't right. have to think about it. I have to really like train myself mm -hmm. to think about, you know, um, here's where I have privilege and yeah. you might not. That's right. I have to really be very intentional about that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and I think sometimes, like there was, a, there was a, an article, maybe you can, can, can talk a little bit more about it, that was just, you know, to kind of um, help you really get another picture um, using another type of example mm -hmm. of what privilege looks like. Yeah. You know, let's look at our transportation system. Yeah, yeah. Know? So there was a great article about, um, about privilege. And, you know, the analogy that was used was the, the transportation system. Mm -hmm. And so if we look at the transportation system, look at the roads. The roads are built for cars, right? But if I'm a cyclist, if I'm on a bike, then I, I, I have the right to ride my bike in the street. But the street is the streets are built for cars and, and trucks, right? So you know, this, this, um, uh, the writer was saying that when she's on her bike, you know, she gets yelled at, move out of the way. And she gets made to feel that she's in the way, right? Because all of the, you know, everything in terms of, you know, the size of the roads and all of that, it's really built for cars. Sometimes there might be a bike lane, but very often there isn't, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. When, if you notice when somebody's on a bike, they have like hand signals to turn. But how many people in a car actually know those hand signals, mm -hmm. right? And so when we think about the safety of the person on the bike, you know, very often, you know, if this person is giving you a signal that they're turning, if everybody else doesn't know those signals, right? Like that person could be in some real danger, mm -hmm. you know? And so the article, which is a really great article, was really sort of taking a look at privilege. She's used that transportation metaphor or that analogy to really sort of like exemplify and explain what privilege looks like. And I thought it was really brilliant. I think like, so too. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. It's funny. Um, there's one country, I and mean, there are probably other countries, but there's one country that I visited, Belgium, um, and in particular, um, Ghent. Mm -hmm. um, and they actually are very bike friendly. So, mm -hmm. you know how we have parking lots or garages for cars? They have garages for bikes. Mm. And I've never seen anything like it. Like mm -hmm. the bikes are everywhere. Like it is more the norm to ride the bike mm -hmm. there mm -hmm. than it is mm -hmm. to travel in, in vehicles. Mm -hmm. um, That's a good point. Like here, even if you rode your bike, where would you put it once you got to? Right. 
you know, wherever you're going. There's nowhere for us to park our yeah. bikes. If we, mm -hmm. if we want to yeah. use our bike mm -hmm. as the main yeah. mode of transportation, mm -hmm. there are very few. It's really, it's really good point. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. very few places for mm -hmm. us to park. But if you are, you know, if you're a motorist, you know, in the car, you don't have to think about that's that. Right. You don't have to think mm -hmm. about that. You've got the privilege of the car because the right. road was made for you. That's right. And you know, wherever you get to where you're going, you're going to have a place to park. Absolutely. It may be frustrating to find it. Right. <laughs> right. It may right. cost you, but you know, you're going to have a place mm -hmm. to park your car. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Because it was made that way. Yes. The system was set up that way. That's right. And I think that's what we have to understand about this country. Yeah. The system was set up to privilege white people right. over black people. Yeah or other people of color. Mm -hmm. That's how the system mm -hmm. was set up. Mm -hmm. You know, we, earlier mm -hmm. in another podcast, we talked about, you know, race being a construct. Um, and of course that construct was not for any positive purpose. Mm -hmm. um, and so, you know, the same thing with privilege, you know, privilege was, it, it's built into the fabric yeah. of our, yeah. Society. Everything. Everything. Yeah. I think about hair care, right? Yep. So when you go somewhere, like there's literally like they used to call it black hair. Now it's like ethnic hair. But it's like you get like, you know, a few you get like a almost like a column, mm -hmm. but everything else is geared towards, you know, European, you know, white, you know, women and men, right? Mm -hmm. And so this idea that, okay, you know, you, you get this section, but everything else, I mean, that is, that's, that's privilege. So mm -hmm. when you go to Walgreens or when you go to, you know, wherever you go to get your, your hair care products, you know, as a white person, there's no thought that there wouldn't be something here for you. Right. You right. know? Right. And that's just not the case for right. non-white, you mm -hmm. know, individuals. I was, in, I was recently um, looking for um, a dry shampoo um, for my my mom who's ill and mm -hmm. can't you know can't mm -hmm. go to a hairdresser mm -hmm. um, and I'm in the store and I'm up and down the aisles up and down the aisles and I see dry shampoo but they're not in the section where the black hair care products are and you know I made the mistake in, you know in the past of purchasing one from from the the white side which mm -hmm. was the larger you know, all the shelves mm. primarily, mm -hmm. except like this small section were, you know, um, hair care products that were geared to towards white women. Mm -hmm. um, and I made a mistake before of buying, purchasing something that on the can looked like it was good and it actually was, was not good. Mm. Um, and so I was looking, I'm like, you know, there's got to be something here. I didn't find anything mm. that, that I could use mm -hmm. for her hair. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I, I was kind of disappointed because I wanted to be able to do that for her. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, but that's something that's a really good point that you mm -hmm, bring up that, mm -hmm. you know, just products and Peggy McIntosh, mm -hmm. you know, wrote about that, that very yeah, thing yeah. Mm -hmm. in the 80s, mm -hmm. the 1980s, she mm -hmm. wrote about that. And it's not that different today. Not, you know, she not. said, she said, you know, she, she talked about, she wrote a, a piece um, for those of you who've not um, been familiar with it called White Privilege Unpacking the Invisible Knapsack. And so she, she starts the article off talking about male privilege. So she's a white woman. She's talking about you know, her experiences with male privilege. And she, she makes this statement, and I'm, I'm just gonna read it directly from her piece. I think whites are carefully taught not to recognize white privilege as males are taught not to recognize male privilege. Mm. 
And that was really interesting to me. And it's 1989 when this was published. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I'm looking at this and I'm thinking, wow, you know, how um, appropriate even this is Mm -hmm. today in 2023. We're talking many, many years ago when I was a college student, Mm -hmm. you know, pre-marriage, pre-children, you know, pre-grandchild mm-hmm. in my case. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I think that's, you know, the, the the title, Unpacking the Invisible Knapsack, I think is so apt because just like you said, like, you know, people in privilege are taught not to really even see the privilege. And, and I think that's why, you know, in a previous um, episode, we talked about the backlash. Yes. And I think that's part of the challenge. I think people don't really want to see um, that, you know, that privilege. There's a few, a few uh, examples that she provides that, you know, that sort of lend itself to her privilege. She says that, um, one of the things she says is, if I should need to move, I can be pretty sure of renting or purchasing housing in an area which I can afford and in which I want to live. That's correct. That's privilege. That's privilege. That's privilege, right? Yeah. Um, there's another one that when, when you purchased your home, just and um, mm-hmm. we'll go back to that in a minute. Mm-hmm. But when you purchased your home, um, what were the considerations that you had? Um, that's a good question. So um, one of the huge considerations was that we did we could not be the only African American on the block. We like we could absolutely not be the only African Americans on the block. So. Um, we looked at the communities, we looked at the demographics, we looked at the racial makeup, and then when we actually went, you know, um, searching, particularly when we saw the house that we wanted, we drove around the, the neighborhood. Just like, like, okay, so who lives here? Mm-hmm. You know, because the demographics in the town are one thing, but who lives where in a town is another. That's correct. Right? Um, so yeah, that was one of them. And the school system, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. My, my husband and I, when we first got married, made the mistake of moving into an area. We didn't stay there very long. Moving into an area in an urban city in New Jersey. Um, we moved into a city and we're thinking, you know, well, it's a city. Like, you know, you can move wherever. And we ended up moving into the part of the city where there were very few black people. Mm. But we had no idea because mm. we... We didn't do our due diligence. Did you have kids yet? We didn't have kids. Okay. This is when we first mm-hmm. got married. Mm-hmm. And um, we noticed we were called the N-word multiple times. Mm-hmm. Um, we would walk. We didn't have a car yet. So we would walk to the grocery store, and mothers would pull their children like this mm-hmm. away from us mm-hmm. when we were walking down the street. Mm-hmm. I kid you not. No, like this was, mm-hmm. this was our, 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 our experience. And mm-hmm. So we moved, you know, yeah, at some point yeah. we moved. We're mm-hmm. like, clearly we're not welcome here, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. and that's sad yeah. that that's the case. But Peggy McIntosh is right. We, yeah, have, to think, right. we have to think about yeah, think where twice. we go. You got to mm-hmm. think twice. You have to think twice. Yeah. Um, there was a quote that she, that she, that mm-hmm. she gave mm-hmm. also that I, I thought was really, really key. And um, that quote was, you know, the pressure to avoid to avoid having conversations or to avoid acknowledging privilege, the pressure to avoid it um, is great for in facing it, I must give up the myth of meritocracy, mm. which is a narrative that we talked about in a previous podcast. That's huge. Mm-hmm. That's huge. So that there are certain things, if you have privilege, you don't have to work for. 
you get the benefit of the doubt. Like that's really what it is. You get right. the benefit of the doubt. You are assumed to be competent mm -hmm. and you are assumed to, you know, know what you're doing and all you are that's an assumption. Mm -hmm. and, and other groups have to prove it. Right. 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 Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So Yeah. And and that's kind of like what we think about all the time. Mm -hmm. I mean, we go to restaurants. The first thing I do when I walk into a restaurant, are there other people here that look like yeah. me? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and is it safe for me to be in That's here? Right. That's right. That's right. If you've never read White Privilege, Unpacking the Invisible Knapsack, we, we invite you to do so. You can Google it. It's by Peggy McIntosh. It's a really great piece. It is. We invite you to do that. And we're so happy that you joined our conversation yeah. today. There's still yeah. more to talk about There's with this topic. There's a whole lot more to talk because about. Because it's big. Yeah. It's big. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, we wonder, you know, what are those things that you take for granted that you don't have to think about, mm -hmm. that you can be oblivious to? Mm -hmm. um, because if there are things that you can identify, then you know that you have privilege. Yeah. And again, I must reiterate, we all have privilege of we some do. sort. We do. I, we talked we do. about, mm -hmm. you know, privilege here mm -hmm. um, that we have and that we hold. Mm -hmm. But think about where you might have privilege and somebody else might not. And how can you even lend your privilege yeah. to others right. to create a, a better opportunity, yes. either better access mm -hmm. or better opportunities for other people? Right. So again, as Erica said, we thank you for joining us. Mm -hmm. We'd love to hear your, your comments and your feedback um, and your experiences. Um, please share them with us on any of our social media pages, um, and we look forward to hearing from you. Again, I'm Tanya Breeland. And I'm Erica. Thank you so much for joining us today.